Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm tracking a dramatic drop to what could feel like single digits. Plus, how long rain will last and if anyone has a chance to see a brief wintry mix. Then, relief is on the way for people and businesses in Durham without power for a second night. How they're getting by as they continue to wait. Plus, from his million-dollar internet expansion plan to his post-speech milkshake, WRL has every angle of President Biden's Raleigh visit. Right now at 7 o'clock, an Arctic front. It means temperatures are going to dip so low over the next few days, it's going to feel like single digits in parts of our area. This system could also bring the chance for rain tonight into tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dan Haggerty. And I'm Ashley Rowe. The timing of this cold blast is as thousands of people wait for their power to come back on for a second mm -hmm. night. Kat Campbell is in the WRL Severe Weather Center tracking those lows. Let's begin with WRL's Aaron Thomas live in Durham after speaking with business owners still in the dark for going on 30 hours, Aaron. Yeah, that's correct, Ashley. In fact, we just got this update within the past 10 minutes from Duke Energy. We've now learned that 3,000 customers have had their power restored here in the city of Durham, but that still leaves about 5,000 customers that are left in the dark. You can see that is certainly the case here along South Drivers Street. That includes this business that you can now see is closed. Uh, the owner telling me this is a time where he is usually serving customers barbecue uh, for the dinner hour, but they actually had to shut up. Uh, they had to close up shop early uh, yesterday during the lunch hour when when lights went off around 1.45. Let's take you inside. Uh, the owner, uh, Mike De Los Santos, he showed us what he's doing to preserve some of what he uh, his goods that he has. This includes some of the coolers that keeping locally made drinks cold. He tells me that other businesses are helping him preserve the thousands of dollars worth of meat in their kitchens. As crews from Duke Energy worked throughout the night to restore power, De Los Santos can't help but think about the revenue he and his employees are losing at the moment. You start thinking about your employees, right? So like for us, about 80 to 90% of our employees live within five miles of the restaurant. So like they all live for the most part in this impacted area. So they're not able to get a paycheck. They're, you know, they're not earning any money the last 36 hours, but they're also sitting at home cold, uh, trying to figure out what to do. And once again, this is the reality that a lot of people, whether you're a, a local resident or a business owner like here at Mike D's Barbecue, they're dealing with places that are left in the dark as we approach nearly 36 hours uh, without power. Now, Durham Mayor Leonardo Williams, he actually mentioned the possibility of creating a fund that will help some of these businesses hit financially hard, recover some of their losses. Of course, our conversation continues as we try to speak with other people taking advantage of things like shelters as the temperatures dip and we wait for power to be restored. Ashley. Oh, we sure feel for all those employees who are d dealing with this power loss, both at home and at work. Let's hope it gets back on soon. Aaron Thomas, live in Durham. Thank you. Oh, so difficult for people. You know, it's been cold and we're in for more possibly dangerous cold weather this weekend. Meteorologist Kat Campbell in the WRL Severe Weather Center uh, tracking this Arctic blast, bringing some brutal temperatures, Kat. Yes, we're going to be falling into the teens this weekend. The mountains will be below zero for their wind chills. But tomorrow morning is the one morning that we're not likely to 
to be below freezing and that's because we've got clouds overnight and the chance for rain. If you've got an early morning commute, you're likely to see that rain, but it does move out pretty quickly tomorrow morning. Future cast 8 o'clock tonight. We're still dry out there. We're likely to remain dry up until about 3 or 4 a.m. That's when the rain starts to approach this blue line that you see right here. That's the freezing line. We stay on the south side of that line all morning long. So it's north of that line where you've got the freezing air. We're really not expecting this to be an icing threat for us. It is a chilly rain to start your Friday morning out of here by eight, nine o'clock and the remainder of the day will be dry, but the winds pick up as the Arctic air starts to approach the area. 35 is as warm as we get all day long on Saturday, 32 in Roxborough, 38 in Fayetteville and Goldsboro. It'll be a blustery day. And then the coldest temperatures of all come Sunday morning when everyone will wake up to temperatures in the teens. There could be some single digit wind chills out there this weekend as well, Dan. All right, that's cold, Kat. Thank you. President Biden is back in our nation's capital tonight after making several stops in the triangle today. He left RDU just before the sunset after speaking about his economic achievements at Abbott Creek Community Center. Here he is taking off for the capital. This was a presidential trip, not a campaign trip, but WRAL Capitol Bureau Chief Laura Leslie reports Biden did not miss the opportunity to speak to voters who are pessimistic about the economy. President Joe Biden officially made the trip here to Raleigh to announce $82 million in additional broadband funding for North Carolina. But he also used the occasion to tout his economic achievements in the run-up to the 2024 election. President Joe Biden says federal funding will bring high-speed broadband to every home, school, and business in the state by the end of the decade. He compared broadband to electricity as a necessity for economic growth that reaches all parts of the state. High-speed internet has been a game-changer. Polls show voters don't give Biden high marks on the economy. But Biden said America has the strongest economy and lowest inflation of any major economic power around the world. And he says that's evidence that his economic economic strategy is working. Wages are up. Household wealth is up. Not only for middle-class Americans, for Latinos, for black Americans, for minorities. Costs are still too high, but inflation continues to fall and mortgage rates are falling. They're going to fall more. State Republican well, Party Chairman Michael Watley said Bidenomics has been a failure for average uh, workers is, who are uh, facing is, higher prices for everything now than they were four years ago. Um, I'm surprised that he would want to run on his economic record because of the fact that the inflation is so tremendously high and the pain that is being suffered by every North Carolina family because of his economic policies is very real. Watley says voters don't pay attention to economic indicators. They vote with their wallets. And he says he thinks that'll be good news for the GOP candidate in November. Laura Leslie, WRAL News, Raleigh. Now, when the president comes to town, it gets busy around here. Uh, Biden's visit caused quite a bit of traffic backups in our area. Some roads were closed because of the motorcade. Uh, you see this video behind me. He visited uh, a family. This is in North Raleigh before heading back to RDU. Imagine being these folks uh, and then taking off from Air Force One. Now, Biden also made a stop here, as many of us have before, at cookout while he was in our area. He apparently ordered a bacon cheeseburger and french fries and a black-white milkshake. In case you're wondering, that's a vanilla shake with some chocolate syrup. 
President Biden treated Governor Roy Cooper to a meal as well. <laughs> Starting tomorrow, ballots will start being mailed to the more than 5,000 North Carolinians who have already requested to vote by mail in 2024. Earlier today, State Elections Director Karen Brinson-Bell spoke with reporters about what voters need to know. That includes new voter ID rules. Voters needed vote photo identification in last year's municipal elections, but the 2024 presidential election is going to be most people's first experience with it. Officials are hoping to get the public educated now on the new rules to help this year's elections go as smoothly as possible. We expect and hope for a lot of uh, citizen involvement and strong turnout for not only the primary, but the general election. To learn more about the upcoming elections and the new voter ID rules, go to the NC Capital section of our website, WREL.com. Take a look at this video, uh, specifically the second floor here in some of these windows. A grandmother and two of her grandchildren, they were pulled from those uh, second story, that floor there, as it was filling with smoke. They were saved by firefighters. This happened last night on Christina Street, not far from Fort Liberty. Kiara Galarza was taking a break from her work from home job when she noticed some smoke coming from the converted garage. She managed to get out safely, but her four month old and 10 year old daughters, along with their grandmother, were upstairs and becoming overcome by smoke. They had to be pulled again from that second floor window by firefighters. When they pulled them out, they had black stuff out of, out of their nose. So they pulled my mom out like 15 minutes later. So I can't imagine if the girls were, couldn't breathe I can't imagine it with the damage my mom, my mom has. Just terrifying. I, you know, all three are being treated for smoke inhalation at UNC hospitals in Chapel Hill. Investigators still trying to determine how exactly that fire started. Mm. Two women are recovering today after they say a man assaulted them and then shouted slurs at them on Raleigh's Glenwood South. Dr. Kristen Williams and her aunt were having dinner and drinks at Hibernian Pub on Saturday. After they left, Williams noticed this man stumbling. She says she tried to help him because she thought that he was going to drive intoxicated. That's when Williams say, says that she, he started shouting homophobic and sexist slurs at them. He then pushed her 63-year-old aunt to the ground. She is bleeding from her head pretty profusely. They had to put staples in her head. They were very concerned. Brian Gensch was charged with assault on a female and being intoxicated and disruptive. We reached out to Gensch but did not hear back. He's due in court this month. More than 100 Durham Public School employees attended a meeting today to talk about pay. This after a long week of protests there in the district. The district saying that the state uh, the state years of service will be accounted for now in salary step assignments for classified employees, but many say that's still not enough. Classified employees include occupational and physical therapists, instructional assistants, building and nutrition services, and transportation employees, the bus drivers. They say their private sector and out-of-state experience should be recognized. Parents would want, like, the the best education that their children could receive. Why wouldn't you want teachers and staff with experience and to be paid for that to make it competitive so that you could get the best teachers to be able to service students? Durham parents were asked to drive students, their kids, to school today. The district says 10 schools were short on nutritional staff, but all of those positions were covered. Lawmakers in our state are making steps to ban a dangerous drug known as gas station heroin. How they're trying to get it off store shelves as it's linked to a rise in overdoses nationwide. Plus, how the community came together to honor a retired Raleigh firefighter 
battling pancreatic cancer. Today, North Carolina lawmakers took a step toward banning a dangerous drug lurking on store shelves. It's known as gas station heroin. They sent a bipartisan letter to the FDA calling for additional information from the agency regarding the use of the drug Tyaneptine. It's not regulated by the FDA, but some companies are still manufacturing it as a supplement and selling it in local gas stations and vape shops. Nine other states currently ban the sale of this substance. The drug has been linked to a rise in overdoses across the country. The EPA will determine whether the coal ash in Chapel Hill poses a threat to the human health or the environment. Right now, the presence of coal ash is underneath the Chapel Hill Police Department. The town is working to move the department. Late last year, a petition was made in an effort to get the EPA to investigate the coal ash site. This week, the agency confirmed the petition met federal requirements. It'll start with a visit to the site and then a review of documents related to that property. It's expected to start within the next year. WRL has done several stories on the high cancer rates in firefighters. Firefighters have a 9% higher chance of being diagnosed with cancer and a 14% higher chance of dying from the disease than the general population. Today, a retired lieutenant with the Raleigh Fire Department suffering from pancreatic cancer was honored in life. And as WRL Shelley Jackson reports, the number of people who showed up to support him is an indicator of the person he is. Dozens of firefighters and first responders are here to show their support and respect for retired Raleigh Fire Lieutenant Raymond Terrell, who's in the last stages of his battle against cancer. Raymond Harrell served 30 years in the Raleigh Fire Department. Ronnie Mizell went through the academy with Harrell in 1991. Raymond really uh, was proud, just so proud to be a Raleigh firefighter that everywhere he went, um, you know, he was proud to proclaim it. And um, just a godly man, a good man, just a wonderful heart of service. Hallelujah. Harrell <laughs> was wheeled out on a gurney to watch his parade. Fire trucks stretching around the block and neighbors, young and old, lined up to say their final goodbyes to a man who gave his life to service. Harold was diagnosed last year with pancreatic cancer and he started to make the final transition. But his son says this outpouring of love has given him an extra boost. He's been kind of in and out today. But he's so alert, he knows exactly what's going on right now. Raleigh Fire Chaplain Jeffrey Neal organized the event. It's a blessing, you know. It's um, to be able to, um, I mean, we're here to serve. You know, we're here to, you know, make, make, uh, make this family, just give them a little peace, give them something. For some, there were no words. The tears said it all. A testament to Harold and the life he has lived. I don't know Lieutenant uh, Harold, but uh, it was a part of his life for a, a very long time, and uh, showing showing that respect for the time that he put into the fire service and how he made it better is super important. And it's been a gift for Harold's family. We have one last opportunity with my dad just to tell him how much we love him, and he can feel it. Shelly Jackson, WRAL News, Garner. It is a tough journey. Chaplain Neal says they cannot say with certainty that his cancer was specifically from his job. Myzelk says another firefighter in Harold's Academy did die from cancer, and Raleigh Captain Nathan Burgess recently died from cancer as well. Today's parade was his wife's idea. Mm.
a beautiful, beautiful day, despite the tragedy. Uh, today we are hearing from the interim chancellor of UNC Chapel Hill for the first time since he was appointed to that role. Lee Roberts addressed the media after today's meeting of the UNC Board of Trustees. He talked about a range of topics, including his role during this transitional period, as well as his objectives moving forward. He also touched on the issue of student mental health following last year's shooting on campus that claimed the life of a university professor. Robert says the challenge now is for the university really twofold. One is that there are significant resources available already here on campus through the Heals Care Network, through CAPS. We need to do a better job of making sure that students, grad and undergraduate students, as well as faculty and staff, are aware of the broad array of resources that are available now. That's the first part. The second part is we need to continue to invest in those resources and, and develop them further. Robert says to that end, he's already had discussions with student leaders as well as with the Dean of Graduate Student Studies. He believes they are all on the same page and that mental health remains a top priority for the university. Turning now to the weather, oh, we have been having a few really cold nights. We've got another one tonight, Kat. Yes, we do. Tonight, it's not going to be cold enough for really anything other than a cold rain, though. For those of you who are snow lovers, you know, it's so tough with these nights. You get in the mid-30s with the light rain coming down. Goldsboro, still looking beautiful outside tonight with the lights. We saw the clouds roll in today, and while it looks like it is raining, it is not. It's too dry at the surface right now, so that's all evaporating before it ever reaches the ground. But the mountains have actually seen some wintry mix reach the ground. We won't see that until about 3, 4 a.m., but we're dry for the weekend Saturday 35 is as warm as you'll get all day and keep in mind it'll be a blustery day as well so there will be a wind chill 41 on Sunday and then Sunday morning will be the coldest when we get down to 17. If you're making your weekend plans let's take an hour by hour look at Saturday 6 a.m. 22 degrees 10 a.m. 27 not up to 32 until lunchtime only a couple of hours below freezing Saturday afternoon and if you have dinner reservations, make sure that you bundle up. Temperatures are going to be falling into the 20s by dinner time. Town by town, low temperatures 22 in Raleigh, 19 in Roxborough, 24 in Fayetteville Saturday morning. Sunday morning, temperatures are going to be falling down to 15 in Roxborough, 16 in Durham, 17 for Raleigh and Fayetteville. And I was actually just doing radio. We actually do radio at WRAL for some of the mountains. And their low temperature range for the northern mountains tomorrow night between 4 and 8 degrees with sub-zero wind chills. So it is really going to be cold across the state. Even some of the coast has a chance to fall into the teens. Make sure you're grabbing your coat in the morning. Despite the fact that we're not down to 32, it's going to be a chilly light rain for us. Uh, we could see some of that rain 5, 6 a.m., perhaps in our eastern counties at 7 a.m. by 8, 9 o'clock, though, for the main morning commute. I think that we'll be drying out. But if your commute has you out the door early, you may want the umbrella for a brief period of time. Road temperatures right now. This is an exclusive product that we have here at WRAL. 41, the current road temperature in Roxborough, 43 in South Hill. We are not expecting our road temperatures to fall below freezing anywhere tonight. So some good news with that light rain there. We're not expecting travel issues for us. Meteorologist Elizabeth Gardner will keep you up to date on the radar as you're waking up tomorrow morning. Uh, windy conditions expected for your Friday, 52. The highs, we look ahead, we see that drop in temperatures over the weekend, but a big rebound next week. The stretch of high temperatures in the 60s, Wednesday, Thursday and likely Friday as well next week. Downright mild next mm -hmm. week. Right. Thanks, Kat. So still ahead, we are learning more about a new development in North Hills. We got a look at several new tenants setting up shop in the Innovation District with an emphasis on local.
coming up. A flower shop, a indoor cycling studio, uh, a yoga and smoothie bar. Am I enticing you at all? Are you like, those I, are my spots? I might be one of the yeah. first customers here. Uh, yeah, these are some of the tenants that'll open up in the new North Hills Innovation District. Developer Kane Realty says the seven businesses are all local and owned by women or minority entrepreneurs. You're looking at the renderings of the new development in the works. The new tenants setting up shop in the Innovation District include Amelia's Flowers, Dose Yoga and Smoothie Bar, Green Rabbit Plants, and Kai's Candles. I think I have my Saturday those set out for names, me. Those are good names, too. I like those names. Standard Food and Beer also just announced it's going to be opening a new location there as well. Cool. This weekend is filled with comedy from a Parks and Rec alum and a big festival at Dorton Arena. WRL Lifestyle Editor Kathy Hanrahan has some of the details now and some of these events to check out in this week's edition of Out and About. There are two big comedy shows coming up this weekend at Durham Performing Arts Center. Comedian and Parks and Recreation alum Ben Schwartz is in town for a special show in Durham Friday night. For a fully improvised show, the entire show made up on the spot just for you. And the following night, teacher and comedian Eddie B. will perform. In Raleigh, the Vietnamese New Year Festival is happening at Dorton Arena on Sunday. There will be cultural performances, a lion dance, and traditional food. There are day and night events. Tickets are still available. And you still have time to enjoy some outdoor skating. The outdoor rink at Fenton and Cary is open through February 5th. These are just a few ways to get out and about this weekend. Kathy Hanrahan, WRAL News. Yeah, the holidays might be over, but the uh, it is ice skating weather right now. It sure now. is. Uh, the winter edition of Triangle Restaurant Week is starting to. It starts Monday. It'll include restaurants in Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Apex, Morrisville, Cary, and Holly Springs. Participating restaurants will offer a special two or three course set price menu between $20 and $50 each day that they are open. Visit restaurant websites to view their hours and the days that they plan to offer these special menus. Since the inaugural event, Triangle Restaurant Week has grown to reach more than 1.4 million residents and has featured more than 125 of the region's eateries. Okay, I've got a quick question for you tonight. Mm -hmm. When you go to these restaurants, it's, you know, fixed price, but yeah. how do you pronounce it? Prisfix? Prisfix? Yeah. I'm going to go with that from now on. Yeah, you're smarter than me. Is that just me. a I Canadian thing? Is that not how, what it's speaks. called here? I, I don't even know what that you're talking about. I guess about. that's only in Canada. Okay, okay, well, there we go. Thanks for making WRL your choice for local news. Go enjoy some pre-speaks, everyone. We'll see you back here at 10 and 11. Keep watching WRL News over the air, Channel 34 and Spectrum Channel 1257. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taken longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.